0: I would say, you know, the culture develops pretty early on. It starts with who are the early people in the company, why did they join this company not others, what are the, you know, often early on, part of the reason why we took some time on writing down our core values is, it's more of a gut feel than an easily written down thing, what makes, you know, our company a little different from other people, and you need some time to really clearly understand and discover not declare but discover what's unique about your culture and then clearly write it down so that you know hiring managers and and you know hiring firing decisions promotion decisions hard hard decisions are made on those core values I feel like some companies declare their core values really early and it's akin to like asking a six-year-old what they want to do professionally when they grow up they're just too young to know themselves really often to 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 say here's here's my passion here's and here are my strengths and and here's what makes me me Um, so so for us we we um, we discovered this about ourselves that like any company can say well we value integrity we value know putting the customer first and those are things are true for New Relic but that's said by so many companies it's pretty hard You, you you couldn't look at statements like that and say which company it means but our core values, we think, do kind of uniquely reflect who we are. And we, we said we're bold, we're passionate, we're authentic, we're accountable, and we're connected. And, and if you meet someone like Andrew or someone like Bruno, I, I, you know you, you kind of get those get those kinds of sense of the type of people they are and, and how we act in Relic.
1: The way that I see it articulated, some of the things that you talk about on stage about. Um, the type of business that you want to be in, the type of business that you want to offer. And you string it together in a, in a flow of sentences that sound like a matter of fact rather than an aspiration. Mm. And, and that, to my mind, gives it authenticity, which sounds a bit weird. Mm. But that's, that's what I hear. It's like, oh, th- th- this, isn't, this isn't Lou aspiring to something. This is Lou making a statement of fact about what's going on with this company what you as a customer mean to me, which is very, very different.
0: Well, I feel like, um, I appreciate that. I,
1: no, no, I mean, it's, it's like, mm, because you don't often, I mean, you know the BS that's in this game, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: it is, and I think that we've got a bit of, I think we've got a bit of an allergic reaction to it. I think that's the core of authenticity is, authenticity is, authenticity comes from a, a a place of comfort with who you are and who you aren't, and being okay with that reality, and therefore not feeling the need to overrepresent, to be overly boastful, to kind of um, you can sense inauthenticity because usually it's the folks that are just making you know wild big claims and um, <clears throat> and humans are good at kind of telling that and it's kind of become the expected mode of communication in, you know, at trade shows and for, you know, enterprise software companies and all this stuff. It's, and, um, um, but we, I don't know, we found like the best people we've hired um, <clears throat> have all been kind of comfortable with who they are mm-hmm. um, and, and recognize there are moments when everybody, myself included, lose that sense of authenticity and so often it's like the environment you're in like sometimes for me anyway it's harder for me to be authentic if I feel like I'm just overwhelmed and out of touch or uh, uh, with, with the environment I'm in and, and that was you know more common for me when I was younger when I was more just less comfortable with who I was as a person but we want to create an environment where people can feel like they're being their true selves and they're respected and admired and supported and loved for who they are, um, and and so therefore it's, it's it, they're, they're more comfortable being their authentic selves, mm-hmm. um, and it breeds this kind of... Um,
1: so, and that's true even though this is your second yeah. major tilt at running a company, yeah?
0: Yeah, my first time around I felt like, um, you know, I was a first-time manager, first-time CEO, and learning as much as I could about it, but the, 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 the false opinion I had early on was like, oh, you know, these people over here what, that I read about, they're, they're, they're like, quote, real CEOs, and so if I wanted to be a CEO and a great leader, I should be more like those people. And over time, I found out, and through meeting a lot of great leaders of all sorts of companies, no you know, great CEOs come in all different shapes and sizes and, and skill sets, but they know who they are, and they're comfortable with who they are, and then they, they look to surround themselves with people with complementary skills mm. and, and, you know, try to get the best out of the people that surround them. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, and, and, and it's about, you know, the, the team, not the individual.
1: OK. So I'll go back to my, uh, my, the, 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 uh, the closing question that I had when we first met. And that is, did the things that kept you up at night when you first got this business going, this one near Alec, mm still keep you up at night or is it a different set of challenges now
0: well it's always different um in in in, in the specifics you know we're we're now a publicly traded company we report to the street every days. We, um, that's you know,
1: joyful isn't it
0: <laughs> you know what i think is it's it's been a healthy thing for us it's been it's been great um um so i enjoy in in many ways my job has changed but andrew will tell you one of my responsibilities that i think that's core is just telling the New Relic story, telling the New Relic. I spent today telling New Relic story to, um, to the people at this conference, and particular focused on, on that audience, and and you know they're 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 particularly interested in what our strategy is for being you know hosting in Europe and hosting in Germany and things like that. But last week I was telling the New Relic story, to investors, um, and. <clears throat> two nights ago is telling the story to potential recruits right and and there's a lot of overlap between it um, but sometimes you gotta to need to tailor it based to your audience on what they're interested in. Um, and then there's um, this you know healthy tension between um, you know the execution of the here and the now in the short term and making sure that you know, we, we execute well and we deliver on, on our objectives with the longer term. You know, it's 10 years ago now that I started thinking about the ideas that have built this great business. That's almost 300 million in, in subscription revenues. Um, and uh, what about the next 10 years? Hmm. You know, it, it's, it's fun and challenging and exciting and, and hard work to think about what, what does a $3 billion new relic look like? And, and you've got to have a pretty long-term lens in order to uh, to think that way, and 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 I try to make time for for that. In addition to making sure we, you know, knock down one one milestone at a time.
1: And there's one thing that you do that very few others do, and that is you like your code breaks, right? Yes. I don't know how many a year you take, but uh... Uh,
0: I've got one scheduled uh, next week because it's uh, it's a holiday in the U.S. So. Um, so i'm i'm but you know i I'm excited enough about an idea that i've been I've been working on it whenever I can on the flight out here and on Monday well, when I wasn't kind of exhausted from the jet lag so so i'm I'm definitely in an idea kind of mode, and these things come and go right you know um but i you know those moments when you do have some creative energy and 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 flow um
1: and that and that's the way that you kind of let me put words in your mouth on sure. this one that's the way that you kind of almost cleanse yourself if you will of the rest of the stuff i, I say i re myself okay. and
0: i feel like i reconnect with you know the joy that got us excited about this in the beginning right you know i was watching um in the u.s the the golden state warriors won um the basketball championship and you know it, a lot of people Ooh. don't like the Warriors, if you're not from the Bay Area, because they won so much, they became... I know. But but their coach, I love their coaches. I'm ready to go. You know, his his whole Ooh. mindset, before the, they started the game, he said, don't forget the joy. Play joyfully, mm. you know, and find that balance between the joy and the discipline. Mm. Right, because there is discipline and hard work. But like when you were a kid, mm. picking up basketball was for the joy of the game too. Mm. Mm. And uh, I feel like that's the the way we ought to think about building our business. Um, okay. Got to find the joy in it. And, and you know what? You get so easily lost in it. I think particularly in Silicon Valley where it's, you know, it's highly competitive, but also everyone's comparing with each other and who got, you know, who got the the biggest valuation at this round and all this stuff. But. Um, um, you lose sight of the whole I mean, business to do, and and, and um, so, so we try to just look for the joy in what we do and not get
1: caught up in that stuff. All of that stuff that you're talking about was mm-hmm. all of the all of the reasons and more why while I was out in the U.S. I didn't live there
0: because
1: mm-hmm. I just knew that you could get sucked into this thing mm-hmm. that would eat you up if you're not real careful.
0: It can be a machine. I mean, there's there's a there's a dual-edged sword. I mean, w- w- you know. I can't think of any other city I'd rather have found a new relic in than San Francisco. The creative energy and the talent and the excitement and the and the venture funding man mindset and the whole mm. thought process of what could go right instead of what could go wrong. Mm. What could go right? Mm-hmm. Um, so those are all wonderful things. Um but it also needs to be tempered with a whole – because of that, there is this like almost – it's kind of like when, when I drive through Hollywood, every other billboard I see in Hollywood is a new TV show coming out this week as if the only thing people do all day is watch movies and TV. Right. If you look at Hollywood or, or L.A. billboards, every single one of them is like some new TV show on some cable channel I've never heard of. And, you know – if you go up one, down 101, it's almost like the same thing. It's like I'll, I'll, everything I'll do to, all day is, is, is consume technology. Now, actually, that's a little closer to reality than, than driving in LA. But there's more to life than that. And uh, certainly, um, you know, we got to think about what our customers are living through, you know, in the broad broader context of their business.